0: Hey, what's going on guys? This is Mike with uh, Florida Backwaters and I'm at home today. Seems like I'm at home the last time too, but it's a Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon. It's like three, a little after three in the afternoon. As you know, it's been windy, so I really haven't gone anywhere to go fishing. I, uh, I've been loaded up, kayak's been in the back of my truck, all my rods and reels, they've been in my uh, front seat, but, uh, pardon me, I'm walking around doing something, but, just the Mother Nature who doesn't want to seem to uh, cooperate. So, haven't really been doing much. I ordered some books yeah, a couple weeks ago, and. I got, it's crazy, I ordered from Tackle Warehouse some hooks. I ordered uh, some grip pin hooks for, for uh, Z-Man, you know, the shad tails and stuff. And when I try to make long cast, the... Uh, You know, the shad tail kind of squunches down. It looks like someone trying to pants you. Trying to pants your lure. So, I got tired of that. So, I ordered some uh, grip pin. You know, eighth ounce. Hooks. So, anyway, I ordered the first set I ordered from Tackle Warehouse. And right after i ordered it it said they weren't going to ship till may 10th and i thought why 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 is the wait so and i ordered these back on like the you know the first like around the 30th the 31st or the first somewhere around there you know i'm like i got to wait 2 weeks for these hooks So I was like, well, screw that. So then uh, I ordered some more. I ordered some straight from Mustad. Same thing, you know, uh, weighted uh, grip pin hooks, four-aught and three-aught. And so I submitted my order and, They said they were going to ship. And I would have them in like, you know, a couple or three or four days, something like that. But as I'm looking to see where they're shipping from, <laughs> they're shipping all the way from damn near Puerto Rico. They don't even come from the United States. So I'm thinking, man, are we. Is the fishing industry, has it been hit that bad where everything now is coming from overseas when you place an order? I mean, that might be the same thing that Tackle Warehouse is doing. Maybe they're ordering my hooks. Then when they get them in, I mean, I don't know. It should say something on their website. But, so anyway, you know, I got all this Tackle. That ain't much. I mean, it's only like six hooks. I mean, you pay a fortune for them. Small fortune. And then, uh, and you gotta sit around and wait for them. You know, it's not like you can run down to your local tackle shop and buy the stuff. I'm not bagging on my local tackle shop because. It's the only one close by my house. They got a good selection of lures and stuff like that. You know, they got all the popular stuff, stuff that I use, but their hooks, so their saltwater hook selection sucks. So, I mean, I got a Bass Pro in Orlando, but who wants to drive all the way to Orlando? I live in Fruitland Park, Florida. Orlando, just to get over there to the Bass Pro is like an hour and a half. And then you got to spend money to get over there. You got to go down the Turnpike. uh, No, I'm good. So then you got to go in there, which I like going to Bass Pro. But I don't like going there and spending money. I'd rather order my stuff online. Like I just did, but now that's kind of a, you know, a pain in the ass because now you got to wait, which I don't have a problem waiting. Like, usually I order my stuff from Amazon. Like, if you really want it bad enough, you can have it tomorrow morning before you go fishing. But, and it didn't even dawn on me to look on Amazon for the hooks. And I did look, and they're like, they're more. They're more on Amazon than they are just buying them straight from Tackle Warehouse or Mustad. So anyway. So I haven't been fishing. But it's funny though, uh while I was at the local bait store the other day, I ran into a guy that well, he knew me. I really didn't know him. But he saw my shirt I was wearing my Florida Backwaters. I got some shirts on uh, Teespring that I ordered a couple weeks ago and got in. And I just wanted to try them on, see how they fit before I start advertising them. And you can go there and check them out if you want. It's uh, teespring.com slash Florida Backwaters, I think it is. And it's the same logo that I have on everything, but the shirts are comfortable and they're uh, they're not relaxed fit, but they're they're all right. They're they're kind of short, you know. So if you're expecting to tuck it in or something, uh, not so much. But you know, just to wear out. Or wear around or whatever. Go check them out. I also got a a, a face protector there, a neck gator, whatever you want to call them. It's got the, my logo on it. So anyway, I've been trying. I've tried those on, but the guy recognized me through that, through my logo and all that. So. We're sitting there talking. He's like, Man, I don't see you uh, posting very much. Or uh, do you still post? And I said, Oh, yeah, you know. I'm on all the social media TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. I said, If you look under Florida Backwaters, you'll see something. And I was doing some cooking video, and I do. I don't normally just stick to fishing, Man, I usually try not to pigeonhole myself into just fishing, And but uh, by the name, Florida Backwaters, I mean, that's kind of what you're expecting is fishing-related, water-related videos, so I try not to post too much stuff non-water related to that channel or channels. But, you know, sometimes you're out and about and you just kind of got no choice. (laughs) So anyway, he was saying he recognized me and he asked me a question about kayakers, what I thought. question he posed to me was, what do you think about kayakers that are in the middle of the channel paddling in or out. I said, well, they don't know any better. I said, they need people to teach them and explain to them why the middle of the channel is not a safe place for them. So this is kind of a tip, kayak tip, and this goes for fishing and non-fishing kayakers. If you're just somebody who has a kayak and is out, you know, sightseeing or going to the springs or wherever, stay out of the middle of the channel because they will run you over. They don't care, especially ones that, especially the boaters that are, Oh, they think you should know by reading their mind that you're an idiot because you're in the middle of the channel. Now I'm just going to, you know, you've pissed me off. Not me, but, you know, the guy in the boat. You made him mad. And now he's going to retaliate by trying to swamp your kayak. And they will come as close to you as they feel necessary which in my mind and anybody else has got a half a brain you know that's not showing people or telling people how they where they need to be i mean you don't know any different if nobody says anything to you so chalk it up to you know ignorance but on the second you know you gotta share the waterway And boaters have the right-of-way. And if you're in the middle of the channel, usually you're not by yourself. So if there's two or three of you paddling down the middle of the channel, you know, three wide, boaters get a little upset. One, because they can't get out of the channel. And I'll explain why in a minute. But three... The other part of it is you're three abreast and channels aren't very wide to begin with. So with the boater having to stay in the channel, they're going to blast right by you and you're going to freak out because they get and you could probably reach over and touch their boat. That's how close they'll get to you. So. Remember, when you launch from the ramp, stay out of the channel. You are in a kayak. You can, you can be out or be over next to the shoreline paddling, or you can be out of the channel. Boaters aren't coming in the, out, of that, out of those markers. They won't. Mm-mm. And here's why. Because as a kayaker, you probably don't know this. A beginner. The reason the channels are marked, and it's not because, you know, it's not just for boaters. It's for everybody's safety. It's kind of a warning telling you to, if you venture out of the channel, that there are things out there that can reach out and get you. I'm not talking like alligators or anything like that. I'm talking like rocks, boulders, uh, shallow areas in the channel. That's what lies beyond those markers, in between the markers and the shoreline. And especially around the nature coast, it could be, you know, an oyster bar, a couple feet or a couple inches under the water you're a kayaker you can go right over it. a boater he can't he uh you know the bigger boats that are going out they can't go over there outside that area because they'll lose a motor It may put a hole in their hole you know all kinds of things can happen that you as you as a new kayaker don't understand so anyway that's when he asked me that question I thought well you know those people that are in the channel they just need to be educated you know if you're a boater and you're listening to this yelling at people does no good whatsoever I mean, if you were yelling at me and I was in the middle of the channel, I'd probably just turn around and flick you a bird. i tell you to just move on down the road. Because, like I said, yelling gets get you nowhere. Talking to people reasonably, you know, pulling up next to them, explaining to them. And it only takes a minute or two. I mean, you, you don't have to stretch it out like I'm doing on this podcast. They explain to them why they shouldn't be in the middle of the channel taking up, you know, all the space for all the boaters to get by. And plus, it's just not safe out there for you. A boater may come along. He may not even see you. And that happens. Boaters aren't, you know, not a knock against boaters, but uh, some of them aren't paying attention like they should be. You know, some of them may be drinking. Boaters drink. And, you know, if you've been drinking or whatever, and you're coming back from a long day out on the Gulf, you may not be as alert as you were when you were first going out there. So you're Mr. Kayaker paddling back to the ramp or paddling out in the afternoon. You know, don't expect these people to be watching for you. Some aren't watching for you and some are watching for you and they're the ones that want to run you over. so <laughs> Or scare the heck out of you. Scaring you doesn't do anything. It doesn't teach you anything. So take that as a tip, stay out of the channel. Even if you're the only one around, you know, don't take that chance because it's a lot safer outside the channel than it is in it. Now, once voters and if voters are going out of the channel, it's because they know where they're going. They're all, they have a GPS system that tells them where it's deep, where the oyster bars are at, where the sand shoals are at. You know, they they follow those GPS marks to the T. And those are mostly flats fishermen, so they're not the ones that, are, that you got to worry about. As long as you're out of their way over on the side of the, you know, out of the, in the, out of the middle of the channel. They're the ones that'll be thanking you, waving at you as you're driving by, asking you how your day is going, or have you caught any fish, or whatever. So, like I said, out of the channel. Not good. So after that, he kind of left that conversation high and dry. And I thought I'd share it with you and see how, see what you thought. Another thing is, uh, etiquette, kayaker etiquette. Seems to be, uh, at some places, that just seems to go by the wayside. You know, if you're... And I don't really see it too much around where I fish at. But I have seen it. People... Sometimes when I see it at Ozello, i be paddling back in. And get by the ramp area where everybody launches their kayaks. And... People are backing up to load up to go home. You know, if you're the only one there and you back up and you throw your kayak and then you want to throw all your stuff, you know, you want to take your time, that's that's fine. But if you're not the only one, if the parking lot is full and generally where the kayak drop off and loading is, that's kind of like the circle drive at Ozello park pirates cove whatever you want to call it that's kind of like the uh circle drive to get in and out of there and if you got your vehicle backed up in the middle of the way with a trailer on it nobody can get around so now you're holding up traffic So it just uh, it creates a big headache that doesn't need to be created. Me, I try to just, uh, I don't even, once I get off the water, I park my kayak right there on the bank or the shoreline, walk to my truck. If I can, I bag my truck up and do an abrupt 90-degree turn and back up to the water's edge. Walk over to my kayak, grab it, heave it up, heave the nose up on the uh, bed extender, and I stand on the tailgate and load it all at one time. Everything, fishing poles, whatever's in it, comes. Then I just kind of strap the nose in so when I take off, it doesn't slide out, and I go find a place to park. Or I go back to where I was parked at if I can. And that's where I unload all my stuff. And put it all in my truck. You know, it's uh in the afternoons you're tired and it takes probably twice as much time to unload as it did to load it. You know, I can when I get to the ramp in the morning to uh, go out, I can be in and out. On my truck in about 15 minutes. Coming home or coming back to the ramp in the afternoon, depending on uh, how energetic I'm feeling, it takes about a half an hour, maybe longer. Because people are standing there wanting to talk to you, also, and I don't want to be rude, and I'm not that I'm not going to be rude. I'm not, I will talk to you. But if I just say, hold on a minute, let me get my stuff and get out of the way, I'll come back to talk to you. It's no big deal. I just want to get out of everybody's way. That way, I'm not part of the problem. And somebody else is making making a podcast complaining about me because I was in the way. Because I try not to be. About the only place you can go around here and not be in anybody's way would be the barge canal at the last parking lot. That's basically made for kayakers. I mean, there's no place to go. You pull in, you park, and then you just unload everything. Unless you go to Yankeetown. You know, you can whether you're at the beach area or at the Redneck Beach over there on the side of the Wismuth And even there, it gets busy in the afternoons. So if you're parked off the side of the road, be careful. But, yeah, it's, uh, I see people all the time at Ozola loading and loading her kayaks. Sometimes it's a uh, sometimes it's a shit show. Fun to watch. And I'll just sit out in the water and wait till I think it's clear enough to uh get going. And that's generally why you see me sitting out there. So that's probably another thing you know as far as etiquette goes just trying to stay out of everybody's way boaters included because boaters launch from there also and you know the channel is right there in front of the ramp where those boaters unload their boats basically they just turn around and go north that's the channel to get out of OZOO and go out into the Gulf. If you ever watch, they'll go due north. And then right before they get to the other side, they'll make a left. And then that there's a channel, more or less, that will uh, take you all the way out to the... It's not marked... But it'll more or less take you uh, all the way out to the front. And uh, you just have to be careful. If you don't know where it's at and it's your first time and you're boating, you know, Ozzolo, uh be safe. Because there are hidden, especially at low tide. I don't even know if you can get out there at low tide, depending on how low it is. If it's super low, I know you can't. That's why most people are trying to that's why sometimes if you feel like you're the first one at the ramp, it's probably because of the way the tide is. Some mornings you go there and it's high tide and the parking lot's full. And it's you know, everybody wants to get out before the tide runs out. And then they come back in when the tide's coming in. what else is there going on oh the wind been wanting to go out but looks like maybe Tuesday might be my day that I'll be going out my fiance and I just ordered a buttload of Wood to build a deck around our above-ground swimming pool. That's supposed to be here tomorrow, hopefully. Then I'll get started on that, and then Tuesday I'll probably go fishing. Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I think I'll be down and out. Because I'm going to get my shot. My second shot. So we'll see how that works out then at some point I need to find a job. So there's that. Um not to try to switch everything, but I used to uh oh uh, the reason I went to the bait shop was to uh I needed a real re And I just find it's easier instead of going and buying braid, bringing it home. I can never get it. I can never seem to get it as tight as they can get it on there. So I just go there and spend whatever it takes to get it done. And then usually go there I usually like to replace my line once a season if I can help it. Because braid seems to last a pretty good while. I've gone as long as two years before I've replaced line. And actually this season, I've only replaced the line so far on two reels. And I downgraded. I was running 20-pound braid on all my reels but you know casting you can only get not very far maybe 60 or 70 feet if you're lucky if the wind's going with you so I wanted to switch it up this year and go with a lighter pound braid so I've been getting 10 pound then tying on like a 20 pound liter fluorocarbon or mono whichever depending on the lure I'm using uh, decides on which one I go with fluorocarbon or mono but i tell you that 10 pound braid boy you can cast that stuff a mile and Kind of like it, but I haven't really had to horse any big fish in yet. And I was, and I'll probably save one or two rods with the 20 because, uh, shoot, you never know when you're at uh, Yankee Town, you might catch a.